Welcome to Guy Aitchison's Reinventing the Tattoo, where tattooers, uh, apprentices, collectors, and the curious are all invited to come out to share with each other, to inspire each other, and ultimately get better tattoos. This is Live in the Castro with uh, Haley Adams, and um, it's going to be an exciting uh, show. We've got uh, Millie Oko, I believe, and it's going to be yeah a lot of fun. All of these replays are available and the Reinventing the Tattoo community. If you go to either of the app stores and download Reinventing the Tattoo or go straight to community.reinventingthetattoo.com, um, you could log in. You'll have a link there that has all of the upcoming events and as well as the library that has all of the replays. Now, let's see, uh, no matter where you're beaming in from, uh, we have a, this is going out on Facebook or YouTubes. Uh, it's on the podcast uh, circuit podcast stores whatever it might be uh, wherever you might be beaming in from this this app is going to be the latest and greatest place to get all of the um, information for the series we're, we're beaming out about three uh, to seven times a week we have uh, reinventing drawing groups we have people beaming in to draw we have uh, interviews with archaeologists chemists all sorts of tattooers painters it's pretty fun um, okay i want to let's see say thank you to some of the reinventing sponsors We've got uh, rawpigments.co, uh, the acrylic, free, and vegan inks from California. Um, check them out, rawpigments.co. We've got uh, uh, inkjetstencils.com, where you can treat your tattoo reference images right on your iPad or on your computer, and then print them out on an eco-friendly, or eco-friendly, eco-flow tank. One of the Epson tanks, you just keep refilling it. It's a refillable uh, ink tank. And then uh, inkjet stencils sells both the paper and the inks. Uh, yeah, check it out, inkjetstencils.com. And we'd like to thank our affiliates, the Fireside Tattoo Network. Jake's got a great YouTube channel and, uh, and podcast. And then Amy from the Apprenticeship Diaries also has a great podcast YouTube channel where uh, she dives into the apprenticeship mentor uh, relationships. And yeah, so I'm going to hop in the background. Feel free to let us know where you're beaming in from in the chat rooms and uh, leave your comments if it uh, gets... Uh, well, it never gets slow with these interviews. Um, I might pop in to ask your questions at the end if I can, but otherwise I'm just going to be in the background and let uh, Haley take over the show. Okay, thank you very much. Hello. And it's all you. Thank you, Gabe. Um, I'm Haley Adams. Um, Millie Co. is a brilliant black and gray technical tattoo artist who owns Underground Tattoo in San Francisco. She started her apprenticeship in Singapore when she was 23 years old. Millie tells us about her experiences of coming out as gay in Singapore and escaping from the rough marriage that led her to California and her techniques on learning and growing um, in the uh, my uh, screen changed okay sorry <laughs> <laughs> learning and growing as a tattooer like I couldn't remember that part I'm like <laughs> um it's super nice to see you Millie it's nice yeah. to talk Happy to, to somebody. be here yeah it's nice to talk awesome. to someone um that I know I think it's a little bit less tense or yeah. like you know nerve-wracking in, in the first little bit yeah I can feel you virtually holding my hand so that's great I would. We should have just actually, I should have just came over to your house. And like, yes. Thank you. like, it's, it's going to be okay. You can get through this. All it you have to fine. do is remember what happened in your life, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, how's your week been? 
it's been amazing. It's been pretty good. I feel I feel fortunate enough to be back at it, you know, just getting back to work, getting to the grind again. Because mm. I think, yeah, this this whole year we've been, I guess we've been forced to kind of slow down and just kind of not like to stop working. And I guess it's been, I would say it's been harder for most people, but I guess I've been fortunate enough to be in the position where I could like take it easy I guess yeah but now we're going back into the hustle and grind so I'm stoked I'm stoked either way yeah absolutely we were just talking about with Gabe uh, the uh the idea that everyone thinks that in California we're still like locked in COVID prison we're basically bubble boys (laughs) 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 pretty much for like nine months I I know Mm -hmm. it was wild but also a bit of a summer vacation because they yeah. hate us. It was good. It's Sometimes true. They hate us. I don't. No. Yeah. <laughs> Not really. It was Not really. And no. <laughs> and then if they if they weren't paying you, you just had to like call unemployment over and over and over and over. And then exactly. They still didn't get paid. I know. Um. So how do we start, <laughs> bud? Um. Yeah. What was Get it away. like? For you, whenever you're you're a little guy in single Singapore, like mm-hmm. it was like growing up and stuff. What yeah, what's it like? It's different because it's very cookie cutter. So it's something that you have to you have to try not to stand out in society. And then I guess it's just like every kind of typical Asian household is just to tell us to kind of just like keep our heads down shut up and you'll be fine so it's 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 kind of like a bad thing for you to do your own thing that's away from what society wants you to do but I guess in like the current days like current situation in Singapore I guess it's still growing as a country as a community we have a lot of we have an aging population back there so it's very it's understandably so that it's like um, tattoos are still associated with like gangsters or people who've been in prison stuff like that anything bad right mm-hmm. also how Hollywood depicts everybody it's just like ooh, bad people are just like related to tattooing and it's like no right it doesn't change who you are so I guess like Singapore as a whole I think they are they're striving they're definitely moving forward but they're definitely a little more backwards in terms of like their thinking and everything so it was hard it was definitely hard growing up not following my parents like footsteps or having them want me to do or me doing what they want me to do yeah you have a, quite a Account- few things accounting. that make you not the key <laughs> yeah. cutter <laughs> oh exactly yes exactly and also not even realizing that I was gay growing up because yeah yeah because the society never allowed don't really talk allowed about me. that you don't talk about yeah. that right <laughs> exactly mm-hmm. yeah so I guess there are people who are just like different there but I think we try our best not to show it yeah and you stepped out of the box it seems like pretty young um did that like freak your parents out whenever you're like when you're, oh like, yeah obviously not going to fit the cookie cutter mold like I'm sure I'm sure they could tell in the beginning what do you think they could probably tell at like seven years old Oh man, this kid, this kid's just not gonna cut it. Yeah, (laughs) I feel like uh, I was definitely the black sheep in the family, 100%. I was the only one who didn't actually go to university or go to like proper college. 
I wasn't someone that was really good at, was good at school at all. <laughs> so I guess I strayed away from that point and I was kind of considered the least, the person that's least likely to succeed. Because they, they do that in Asian households. They always Wow. Like, they, <laughs> They're they like, oh, you're the one who's mm-hmm. going to who's going to yeah, be the yeah, dad. Yeah, definitely. Huh? Definitely that oh situation. God. And it's and I was totally fine with it. I was like, I mean, I, I can't change. You're like, I that am. sounds like there's more freedom. Exactly. In, in I can't being the least successful. force myself to be good at math. Yeah. What was high school like? Was it like that? Was it like all grades are hard? And yeah, that so way they... we, in Singapore, we have like a different system because we follow the British system. So we have like, uh, and also we have two languages. So it's uh, English is our first language. And then our second language is our mother tongue, which is whatever race, you're, race you are, or you can even choose. So that's a cool part. So we have Malays, Chinese, and Indian. So Indian would be Hindu. So like Hindi. So you can actually opt to choose which one, but most of us kind of just follow in our roots, right? Like, so I'm Singaporean Chinese. So we, I took Mandarin back yeah. in high school. So it was definitely different. Everything is more like based on what's that term? Like economics, like everything that's more technical, nothing that's more hands-on. Those yeah. are considered extracurricular activities. And it's not something that you should take seriously. And that's what has been embedded into us. So like no art, no like mm, crafts yeah. type stuff. Art no is basically thinking. Yeah, yeah. All of that is considered like Wasting. something that is frowned upon and you won't you probably would land yourself on the streets if you continue down this path. Quote unquote. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's pretty intense. It's uh, like, yeah. well then who does all your advertising? It must be artists, right? Like creates your images and stuff like that right exactly yeah that was the failure of the family Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah he does he does the water droplets on the coke can fuck that guy yeah (laughs) that one (laughs) for sure yeah it's Um, definitely very different from here so were you out in high school no no i had no clue although i did have friends i did have a couple friends that were like dude, I think you're obviously gay, but you don't know. <laughs> How did they know? I, I don't know. I think, I guess, like, I maybe I gave off, like, a certain vibe, not oh, knowing. Like, you just so, kind of, like, sit, like, or you wore boots or something. And you just kind of, like, <laughs> sit. I was a goth. I was a goth kid, <laughs> for sure. I had, like, the fringe covering one side of my eye and this, like, black. And They're just, like, like, you have oh, the haircut. Just, Obviously. Oh, yeah, the fucking really thick eyeliner and just, like, <laughs> I hate everybody kind of vibe. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe they knew how you interacted with, like, your boyfriends or something. Yeah, I, like, I feel like that was, that was interesting to me because I always felt that, like, I was in relationships and every time I would, like, have, like, a boyfriend and then they would, like, want to hold my hand and stuff and I will hold it. But then, like, I would feel, like, grossed out. I would, and I thought it was normal. I, compl- I thought Ew. it was completely normal to feel disgusted when you're holding your partner's hand. Maybe <laughs> it was, like, nerves or something. I'm not sure. But, yeah, it was, I, I guess it was society kind of telling me. Like, my, the friends that I had all around me were, like, oh, they had boyfriends and stuff. So it's, like, kind mm. of a way to fit in. Yeah, so it's. But you're yeah. like you like hold your nose when you kiss up. Like, uh, uh, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't anything like super extreme like that. But it's just like definitely something was off, and like I never, I didn't even understand like what was off about it. Because I, I obviously... so your family already thought you were like kind of off in high school because they were like, ah, uh, she likes. Were you into art then? Were you? Into oh yeah, doing I was in. Uh, yeah, I, I took art in high school. And that was basically all I focused on. All I did was the only language, the only two subjects I passed was English and art. Everything was else was nine. <laughs> yeah. So I, yeah, definitely. I already knew where my path was going to go towards. But I started doing graphic design when I was 16. So. Oh, that was, and that yeah. would probably be like the most acceptable art path, right? Yeah. Yeah. How, yeah. Were you building websites for people at 16? Uh, I was no I was designing like it was more print stuff so it was back then I was I was in this company that did like um, party events and stuff like that so I, I would design your tickets posters mag like anything EDM stuff like that so anything any publicity anything that needs to be put forward then I would just design and do them yeah whoa did your parents like that were they like oh hell yeah 16 <laughs> doing your little career path no, I would. I didn't really let my parents be aware of what I was doing because did, did they not know you were doing that? No, what? I don't think so. But then again, parents are more intuitive than we think they are, so yeah, they probably sure. knew. <laughs> they just didn't say anything because they were like letting me do my own thing. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. You're like, um, I think of you whenever I picture little Millie. I'm like, oh, you're probably like this like wild, rebellious teenager. And then you're like, no, I had a full-time job. I was uh, <laughs> No, it, it was definitely designing. freelance and <laughs> I was partying. Like I would I like I, I would be designing stuff for that company that does all these events, but I would also be there partying. So Oh, because it's like, like EDM shows. Yeah, you, well, like no, it's like at clubs and stuff like that. And it was interesting because in Singapore there was this period of time. Well, we we uh basically you can drink and party and do everything at the age of eighteen, not twenty one like it is here. So, at eighteen, I was eighteen, and everyone else around me wasn't. Oh <laughs> so, shit! So I would just be like getting all these free drinks with all these drink coupons just sitting in front of me, and just like, what am I doing with these? Well, I guess I'm gonna have a really big drink. <laughs> <laughs> so I would get wasted like six days a week, or yeah party like crazy and wasn't really yeah never, that was my life yeah for like just did you dance I was gonna say dancing were you out there dancing all the time oh hell yeah <laughs> you um, so you're like <laughs> dancing and um you're already like doing everything we graphic design and everything right yeah yeah okay so, yeah um so with the graphic design portfolio is that way you went to art school art college that was the idea. I well, I wanted to go into fine arts, but then uh, from the parents' point of view, it was just like, no, you. That's a waste like, of time. Yeah, it's, you're not gonna get anything out from it. Like, it's not gonna land you a job in the future, stuff like that. So, I guess it's just like kind of more like backward think, backwards thinking. But I understand where they came from. It's also yeah. A lot of people Singapore. still say, you know, out here they say that, right? They're like, oh, art school's a waste of time. Don't you yeah. want like a backup plan, a career path? Like, yeah, and doing like finance. Yeah, don't you want to be an accountant? Come on. That's, it's funny because that's what my dad said, and my mom just looked at him and just, like, laughed at his face. It's like, her? <laughs> <laughs> that? 
<laughs> yeah, just no way. Yeah, <laughs> it was funny. Um, so what was art college like? It was interesting. It's not like anything that I would have imagined it to be. It was more, I guess, I was art. Say, that was in Singapore too. Right? Yeah, it's in Singapore. So we, uh, I only joined, uh, I was in, La- I joined this art school called La Salle. And I was there for two years, although I, although I flunked both years. And then I even <laughs> finished and I dropped out. But <laughs> I was so you had to redo the first year twice. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> I was focused on partying way too much and was not interested in doing anything. Like well, it was way more fun than of course, up to right? The I'm like, standards. Like I gotta work <laughs> in my portfolio. Like fuck no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sounds like there's a lot of pressure. A lot of pressure to perform and be perfect, and then it, yeah, it there's might definitely just be easier to yeah. go well, dance and get drunk. Singapore's so small. That's yeah. why it's like it's it's definitely you got to hustle, you got to prove your worth, you got to be, you got to kind of stand above everyone else. And that's really hard to do because a lot of people, there's a lot of really talented artists there. And they're still growing. I've seen like a lot of new artists, new tattooers pop up and just like in Singapore and their their work is amazing. So it's definitely growing, I think, slowly. Like a little more (laughs) acceptance all the time. Yeah, yeah, definitely, like, definitely. Yeah, yeah, we've definitely seen that. Oh, I, I, I hope, I just hope that, like, the new generation, like, the Gen Z, like, when they go out, that's in, like, doing their own thing and stuff, they don't mm-hmm. get that hypocrisy or, like, that kind of, like, lashback that I experienced, like, yeah. growing up, especially because, like, there weren't a lot of female tattooers in Singapore when I started. You can actually count with your fingers how many of them were out there. And a lot of them were just like kind of put down or shut out of apprenticeships because they either like they can't they can't find that time to focus on one thing, you know, like because apprenticeships, you have to devote yourself. But then you can't devote yourself if you don't have that time. Yeah, you know I mean, and, yeah. And the time is spent um, trying to find these backup jobs and stuff like this. Hundred percent. And like people gatekeeping them out of the industry. Yeah, and also a job that is acceptable yeah. in like the normal society. Yeah. Um. So in art school, is that when you came out? Give me the tea. I want to know. All that. <laughs> <laughs> so I came out when I was nineteen. So that was um. I don't even know what year. Okay, so I think it was like 2015, 15? yeah, like I, no, I came out before, before I got the tattoo apprenticeship, so I don't remember what year it was actually, but yeah, I was 19, and I think, I believe I was, I was in LaSalle, I was in an art college at the time, and I was my second year. Did a girl hold year. your hand, and then you were Mm-mm. like, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna puke. No. no okay. Just... So it was it was embarrassing because <laughs> <laughs> I never knew. So um, like what growing up was weird because all all my best friends were guys and all and like I I I wasn't really close to any of the girls growing up. Only of just a small bunch of them, and I never really understood that. But like I, but I was guys out with my like intimidating. Like whenever you're like uh, gay, like. It, guys are very approachable it's very easy but then like for yeah. some reason it's I didn't know I didn't know back girls. then yeah 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 I, I, I guess I didn't guys know are like hey what's up like it yeah because I don't my, my I heart's don't... not beating fast or anything exactly you know, <laughs> you know? 
So all my friends are guys, and I have no idea how to talk to girls. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I never knew what was up. I was just like, oh, br- like these dudes are like what my up, bros, bro? and you yeah. know, like yeah, we hang out. We literally like have like, I had two other buddies that we called ourselves like the three musketeers and we would like hang out all the freaking time i would just sleep over at their place sleep over at mine it it didn't really occur to me about like a gender difference yeah right like to me it was normal like me hanging out with a bunch of other girls i guess to other people yeah i feel that i used to spend the night at guys houses all the time so we could like watch or play video games and just be Mm -hmm. like totally so yeah it was it was uh it was interesting because it was just like well, what was I going to say? <laughs> I guess, like, growing up, oh, yeah, I had a, I had a really good friend, like, uh, my bro. Like, we literally go out all the freaking time. And then, like, we would just hang out. You would see, if you'd see him, you'd see me kind of situation. And mm-hmm. then we were at a party. And and for I was really, okay, I was pretty drunk. <laughs> and then I was As just, like. As usual. Cool. Right? No, I'm just, just like fucking the time. Just- I'm just <laughs> yeah. We were standing outside having like some smokes and stuff. And then I was like, I looked over and I was like, I saw this really cute girl. I was like, fuck, she's cute. And then I always I thought I was whispering to my bro and I was like, dude, he she's like really cute and everything. But apparently, like, gets drunk You're Billy like, oh, is like I shouting. <laughs> It's just really loud. Oh she's just like, God. she's fucking cute, man. Like, oh, <laughs> so after that, like, she came over. We started talking, and that's how it kind of started. And then, like, after that, like, I think, I guess that's when it occurred to me. It's like, oh, it's not, it's not something that's like, oh, it's not a, it's not a dude, and it, I don't feel weird about it. And this and girl like, like moved in slow motion. And yeah, a light bulb like, like literally just went off. I was like, oh, <laughs> I know now. <laughs> and your did your heart do the fluttery thing? You were like, <gasps> it felt really weird. Definitely, a hundred percent. It felt like, really a strange. There's tornado in yeah. your body. <laughs> I was like, what was I? What was I doing all this while? <laughs> yeah. But definitely, it was an eye opener. And I guess, I guess, going out, like coming out was the hardest thing for me because I didn't know what Wait, to so do you, with did she call. ask you out did you guys hang yeah we went out we went out we went out a couple we a couple times we hung out made out all that you're stuff. like oh yeah <laughs> but, I think I'm uh I think I'm one of those mm-hmm. and players. then and then they brought me on into like the party like scene and everything with like the all queer the scene? other the queer yeah. scene exactly and that's where I was like oh my god this is completely different i was like yeah it's great that i don't have to go to go to a club and get hit on by dudes did your other two musketeers miss you oh we, we still we still hung out a bunch yeah but like you're matter. like bye ditched you for the queer scene yeah no um, I, I guess like Wait. for them they, they they stuck to like more of the party scene and everything and then from there i ventured off of that i i guess i didn't I didn't go into partying as much. I think I went from there to like kind of more trying to figure out what I wanted to do in my life, you know, instead of that. So only one other like bro of mine. And then he, he was like, he was the only one that I went to. And I was like, will you still be my friend if I'm gay? <laughs> what do you say? He's like, bro, of course. Like, what are you kidding? Like, <laughs> I'm like of course I would. <laughs> yeah. Aww. So that was really sweet. It was, yeah, it was good. They had to tell your parents. Oh, God. 
Yeah. Well, like, they, I, they, look, I can't do any math. I'm not good at history or anything. Yeah. By the way, I'm also gay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I guess, no, I guess I think my, my parents, I guess I'm really lucky because my parents are, are more definitely, they're still, they're still the typical, like, Singaporean family, but they're just not as, like, strict or being brought into this big this little bubble that like of society you know like how mm-hmm. society wants us to be so I guess um yeah my mom was like she I think she knew like when I was growing up like she told me I would like start I would get all these stickers and I'll start pacing out my own body or like draw oh, and that you're gonna like be that. you're yeah. super covered in tattoos like. she knew she knew 100 <laughs> percent and <laughs> my dad was a little bit more like he he needed more time to get around that idea, but he eventually the tattoo came around. idea or the gay idea? Both of these Both. sound like really Both. hard concepts yeah. to I, I work would, in. Yeah, <laughs> I would say with any Asian household, it's a lot. It's definitely really hard for them to accept because we come from a really big like family. I have I have no idea how many uncles and aunts I have. <laughs> my mom has eight siblings and my dad has eight siblings. So mm-hmm. I come from a really, really big family. And so then with, they feel like they have to tell everybody. They're like, yeah, oh, so man, comes, how's this going to look? Yeah, it comes like with a lot up, like of explanation. Raise a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, so without, without it being like really stressful on them, you know, so I understand from their point, it was really hard for them as well, trying to accept like, it's 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 one thing to accept the society like other people but when it's your Mm -hmm. own kid you know when it's happening to you then it's a completely different story so it became a situation where they started to blame happening to them what is happening no just kidding (laughs) i'm like oh the gay is happening the gay is spreading (laughs) (laughs) we cannot contain the gay it's happening to our household too yeah so (laughs) <laughs> but that's the thing, right? It's 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 basically just coming to mutual understanding and knowing that like it's not something that I choose. I didn't choose to be different. Who would choose to be different, right? We all want to blend in. We want to. Be I mean, if normal. we had the choice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, mean, I would choose. Yeah, I would choose gaming. Okay, I mean, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's hundred uh, percent. Yeah. I like the queers. Right? No. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm sure you do, Haley. Like, <laughs> I know you we do. had to choose <laughs> yeah um so then all right so you're getting wiped up you you had this little girlfriend you're like "Ooh, I'm I'm gay now mom I'm gay now uh, and then you got into tattooing how did you get your apprenticeship oh that was funny that was that was a whole trip so honestly I had no clue as to what I wanted to do in my life I went I went from I did different odd jobs I was basically I, I was a bartender and then I, I was a waitress and then slash bartender bartender for like five years and then after that went to like do some corporate jobs oh I started like doing some like freelance design works here and there stuff like that and then it was just like it was all jumbled up I think when I went into like when I started doing like graphic design and stuff I kind of like as years went by, I was like, I knew this wasn't what I wanted to do. It's like too structured, right? Like you're like, oh, you have to do it this. It wasn't thing the work. Yeah, it wasn't the work that sucked. It's the fucking people. Oh. It's, like, <laughs> it's the people you work for, and then like the, the S. I would, I would represent all the graphic designers out there. I'm sorry because you guys are just so underappreciated. 
that and then people need to take these artists more seriously because these are designers that are doing they are basically designing everything literally in the world everything. that we see everything. and and they're just like looked down upon like you just just like oh just being being treated like like their work is not important yeah like whenever so. they made that um they made that poster of like essential jobs for covid and then mm-hmm. at the end it was like not like these are the non-essential jobs and they like named them off yeah. and one of them was yeah. artists and then it was like then how did you get that flyer with those comic book guys <laughs> exactly on them? Like, exactly which designer was it that designed it for you you know did exactly. you have to yeah. like pay them non-essentially uh, so like, did you do it on microsoft powerpoint <laughs> yeah hand drawn, good, you know <laughs> <laughs> exactly um so th- how'd you break out of that you were like all right, this isn't exactly for me. I'm underappreciated. Yeah, so I had, uh, I knew uh, a friend that was actually a tattoo artist and he'd been tattooing for a couple years by then. And then uh, I wanted to get a tattoo. So I went I went to him and then I got a tattoo at his at the studio that he worked at. And What'd then I got, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> It literally was like, it was, this wasn't my first tattoo. So it was like, I think it was the second or third one. And like every other person back then, I got a silhouette of a tree. Oh, that's, <laughs> not, that's a good one. It was, yeah. You I wanted got, birds. You could have gone I, way worse. I know. I'm just I saying. <laughs> I wanted birds with the tree, but I ended up with one bat. Oh, bird silhouette. Pretty, pretty cool. Yeah. yeah, that that's much better. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was cool though. So actually, yeah, like um, I started talking to him, and then like we we were we were just kind of randomly talking, and then he actually was the one who kind of implanted the idea. I was just like, I like, why don't you try tattooing? And then that I was, was Kirby, like, the oh, guy who taught you? no, oh. not Kirby. So he was a guy who introduced Kirby to me. Oh. Yeah, so uh, I asked him, actually, I asked our friend, um, his name is Willie, so I asked Willie if he could introduce, uh, or if he could teach me how to tattoo, and at a point of time, uh, I guess he was feeling, he was, he said he was still pretty fresh, he's not ready to take on an apprenticeship, Mm -hmm. an apprentice at the time, so I was like, I didn't understand anything about the industry, so I was like, yeah, okay, I understand that, that's cool, it's fine, I I don't want to overstep anything, so I just dropped that, and then I decided to go into advertising, so I went back to school, and then when I was about to graduate, dude, I know, but this time, (laughs) (laughs) I just, I was, I was the top of my class, girl, like, dude, I was, you pulled it together, you stopped partying every night, Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, you I didn't got have my to shit try together. to drink the gay away every night. <laughs> You're good. You're settled in. Oh, my God. Drink the gay away. I love that. <laughs> no. You're like, oh, I can live my life sober now. I know what's going right? on. Holding hands <laughs> exactly. is great. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, no. And, and after that, when I was about to graduate, like a month away, and then this friend reached out and was like, hey, that you want like uh this there's this dude looking for an apprentice like are you interested and I was like dude fuck yeah <laughs> like give me the info oh well now. you're like in the middle of school being mm-hmm. like top of class and stuff and your parents yeah, are probably all a- proud and they were like finally we can accept her artwork and yeah. she's doing good 
good grades and then you're like nah fuck you I'm gonna be a uh-huh. artist they're like no come on we almost yeah, had I it know, I know <laughs> so I actually graduated and I went into I basically no well a month a month away from my finals so I was already in it and then like I went to talk and then I was like yeah I went to talk to Kirby I actually went down his studio is called Utopia Studio and what's funny is like I was like Utopia Studio I was like Dude, I got my I got my navel pierced there when I was fifteen. And I was like, "That's fucking sick." I know where that is. That's a really old shop, and that shop's been around since two thousand and one. And I was like, "That shit's wild." It's like, okay, I'm going down there. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna talk to him and see how everything's gonna go. So, um, I will. Also, I was also a little hesitant because he was. Uh, I didn't know who he was, and I didn't. Yeah. I didn't really want to be like kind of like run by like a dude you know kind of like yeah. telling him what to do now I didn't know how or it was but you. then yeah. mm-hmm. but I went down we had a, we had a we had a chat we had a talk and it was really good like we hit it off we connected and like I think his values and my values were really like it was similar he was a feminist he is not he is like not he 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 didn't he actually was specifically did not want a male apprentice Oh, because he didn't want to do the ego. Oh, Oh, that's a different reason. I thought he was like, he's like, I'm trying to open up the industry and teach more women because they were constantly gatekept from the industry. I was like, oh, yeah, totally. And you're like, no, because he didn't want an ego. It's like, oh, well, that's a sexist thing. But anyways, (laughs) you know. Yeah, but also it was just like he he actually uh, had this other lady apprentice that had been with him for like six years at that point. And like. That's cool. Course. So yeah, you can learn. And, you could be like, this is my example. Like, th- exactly. this chick isn't traumatized or something. Mm-mm. So it was a really healthy environment. It wasn't anything stressful. But although it's, like, the system that is being run, it's definitely different from, like, here. Yeah. Yeah. What was it like? It was... Yeah, well, you got to clock in. What? It's more... Yeah. It, you it's, paid hourly? Wait, as your no. apprenticeship or... Uh, no, no. Well, you got to be at the shop, meaning you got to, you got to, you basically got to be there a certain time. You have to stay there to a certain time before you can leave. Mm -hmm. And then, um, just kind of willy nilly like we do it. No. (laughs) Our apprentice is late. Oh, well, (laughs) whatever. I'm later, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah, it was definitely, definitely different. It was really interesting too. But then like, I was really awkward growing up. I didn't know I how to that. engage in conversation. No, just... <laughs> no you're not. I know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, but you, yeah, you know how awkward I am. So it's, it's definitely, it was not... me coming out of my shell. No, I didn't know, know how to speak to people. It like was not tattooing. looking at them. No eye contact. You're just kind of. Yeah. One, one, you... like one answer, like to your, yes. all your questions. No. Mm. or grunts sometimes <laughs> mm. like yeah that doesn't mm. seem very friendly <laughs> seems yeah, like it was a bad it. for a one-on-one job mm-hmm. with clients constantly yeah so honestly I think most of my life life values and like all my conversational skills comes from Kirby actually he was the one who taught me how to speak to clients how to handle my books how to how to how to do how to deal with life how to life Oh, yeah. He's your mentor in life and tattooing. I know. 
Yeah, he was. Wait, so whenever you answered with one word, he'd be like, "Elaborate, speak up, look at them in the eyes." Yeah, he would. He would push me out of my comfort zone. He would do things that make me feel really uncomfortable, but it's it's to make me grow grow stronger as a person. Like for example, and lucky for you that Mm -hmm. you took to it. Some people don't take to that. Yeah, like I was like I would be drawing or I'll be tattooing a client, and he would be standing like right next to me, really close, just watching my. Oh shit! And it freaked me out. But now I am not afraid of when clients are right next to me when I work to them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I it it became second nature to me. So I think that was that was one of the things. Yeah, yeah. He basically made me really uncomfortable so that I would not feel uncomfortable in my own career. Yeah, it should uh, stand over my apprentice more often. (laughs) (laughs) I do that to mine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just just like lurk over. Lurker. Lurker 101. (laughs) Okay, so (laughs) what happened um, that you were like, oh, I'm going to move to San Francisco? Ah, that's a a whole story. Oh, shit. Got the, so so uh, let's see, you you were tattooing professionally there, mm-hmm. I'm sure after your apprenticeship. Yeah. And did, were three, you with the same girl that you met at the party? No. Oh, okay. No. This is a different one, but uh, essentially, uh, I was married, mm-hmm. and um, back in 2011, and then like I came to San Francisco in 2016. So it was, I, I, I ran away from my ex-wife. You're scary? <laughs> it was an abusive relationship and I just had to leave. I guess it was not, it was not something where I could, it was a, it was a, what's that? It's like a fight or flight situation, but there was yeah. not much flight. It, there was much, not much fight. Everything was just like. It's kind of like, like, you're not going to fight her. You're just going to try to get the fuck out There's no, yeah. And Singapore is so small. So you can't like, you can't leave a state, you know, you can't just like, oh, oh, uh, I'm in a bad situation in San Francisco. Let me move to like across, across the country, you know, it's like across the country in Singapore is 20 minutes away. Like (laughs) (laughs) she's still showing up being fucking creepy and (laughs) exactly. Yeah. So how did you land on San Francisco? Oh, so uh, I have a cousin, and he and his uh, he and his partner live in Oakland. And like, uh, apparently, they were the ones who were just like, "Hey, you need to you need you need to get your stuff together. You know, you can come out and live with us. You can stay. You can just hang out with us for a bit. You know, do your own thing. It might be cool if you can come out here and just like you know, like just 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 live life, right? Just enjoy." And it stuck. So it did that. I think that was my way kind of like out. It gave me a little light because I, I guess that was the lowest I've been, lowest point of my life where I just didn't see any way out. And I was just like, it's either, yeah, I was, I was pretty depressed at that point in time. There, I, cause you don't, you, you feel like, okay, this is my life now and I can't do anything about it. I have no You're control. You're just stuck in the situation I'm and just, just a cycle, right? Yes, yes. Of, so I just you, like, control where you were going and what you're doing all the time? And yeah, yeah, no. Like, I had no say in anything, and it was just... Ugh. 
You're like the thing that you've been <laughs> fighting. You've been like being able to rebel this whole time and like push the envelope with mm-hmm. like even your family. And then now you're stuck in this. That's, uh... Yeah. Yeah. And I also had a thing about being like, I don't want to be victimized. You know, I didn't want to be placed. Like, I can as handle a myself. I'm not yeah. a victim. I can. I got this. Mm-hmm. I can handle this. But then yeah. when you're stuck in domestic violence, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't, you don't realize it, but then like you, you tend after, after a while being in that situation, you tend to like, you tend to look at yourself as a victim and you're like, oh, this sucks. My life sucks. You know, everything around me sucks. This is not working, but this mm-hmm. is my life. And you just like, kind of, you just, it just makes you feel sorry for yourself. And then after a while, like I was caught in that situation. Well, that's where, the whole thing. They're beating you down. Like they're like lowering your yeah, self-esteem yeah, and everything. Mm-hmm. And it's just all being pushed down. So you think you're like this big. Yeah, exactly. I was like Thumbelina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Being stomped on. But mm-hmm. it was, yeah, it was, I think it definitely made me grow a lot as a person. Because that if you can come out from that. And also from a situation where it's either, it it literally felt like it's either I leave or I die. It was that, that was the the only two options. So I guess, I guess I, I, I picked, I picked the better option. I just left. I I couldn't, I, yeah. Thanks to your other gay cousins. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So, and also my family, like I had no money no no like I had no nothing to my name like so I I had four hundred dollars in my wallet that's and a two luggages. bad a bad amount of money to move to San Francisco <laughs> it wasn't a plan it literally wasn't a plan like I it was yeah. only gonna be here for two months and that was the plan what were you gonna and, do in the two months you were gonna hire an assassin <laughs> right <laughs> I think I to me I I initially felt like I think I just we just needed some time away yeah for it to be like for it to calm down and then I can go back and then things would be good but then it did not seem that way no so. <laughs> yeah doesn't sound like a domestic abuse situation oh yeah, yeah. it's just gonna calm down yeah, but gonna, it sounds like disappear. yeah as the as the victim in this situation it does you know you do like mm-hmm. oh well maybe it'll be okay if I just you know yeah yeah no no but honestly what doesn't kill you makes you stronger right oh my god so. your optimism and your <laughs> abuse of it love it no it's just kidding. dude honestly yeah, this, move, moving like not that, like Singapore <laughs> well I'm glad you came to dream. San Francisco honestly. me too me too yeah <laughs> yeah I would have never been able or had the courage to leave if it wasn't for that situation I think I needed that push but do we know that because you got pushed down so small and everything you've always been so like vibrant and like out to do your own thing no matter what like maybe if you hadn't met this person and they like hadn't squished you down you would have came anyways probably I don't know maybe maybe but you know I think everything happens for for a reason right like I don't really I don't really want to explore what it was like if that, if that never happened. Yeah. But then, like, dude, I, like at least I know that it made me who I am today, yeah, right? Really like, am, it's man. not – I don't take things for granted. Like, like if I were not to experience that, I would probably would have been, like, a spoiled brat, you know? <laughs> and I don't like, think I could see that. But <laughs> I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with it. You're like, yeah, yeah whatever, man. <laughs> Like, oh, like, oh, okay, this little pool rat is going to be 
a spoiled brat. I know. Um, um, so, okay, so you decided to stay in San Francisco. You mm-hmm. came to your senses. You're like, this <laughs> not a good idea. I like, Cannot I like, go your, back. Tro- I like your word choice. <laughs> 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 you know, like oh, you came to my senses yeah uh yeah definitely 100 percent. like i'm not fucking going back to that like are exactly. you kidding no no yeah and and it was a dream like literally being here i like when i came here you know it took me two months to realize that i was actually here because it was it felt so surreal i was in the abusive relationship for six years Jeez. so so I was in that, yeah, I was in stuck in a rut for so long. And then I came here, I was like, I wake up every day and it's just like, oh my God, stress and anxiety. Where is it? You know, like <laughs> I don't have to be worried about like, dude, what's going to happen today? Yeah. You know, kind of situation. That's one way to get rid of anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go through something real shitty. I, think, no, just I know. Two months, two months after I arrived. That was when, like, I broke down, and I was just like, oh, my God, I'm here. I'm here in San Francisco. I'm not there anymore. It's like, that was, like, the realization to me, which Aww. was two months late. What? But, <laughs> I, just no, might, that happens, I just might be a weirdo, though. but. No, that happens, right? It's just, you're like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm surviving, 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 yeah. surviving. And then you're like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. Where am I? Wait, I made it. Wait, how did I make it? What the yeah, hell? Definitely. I was just like, Yeah. Um, so I want to get to your tattooing really bad. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So I know it happened whenever you, um, moved to San Francisco, you went to B&B, we met there, then Mm -hmm. like you, you hung out at my shop for a little bit and to build up your shop and then you opened this beautiful shop, but that was like, yeah, you totally breezed through it apart where you basically hosted me so that I would not be, I would not be on like the streets being like (laughs) in another shitty situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You basically gave me a home for nine months. It's because you're my bud, dude. Yeah, I love you. <laughs> um. Okay, but I want to talk about <laughs> yes this part. This is the part where we nerd out. Okay. On uh, being little fucking freaks. Um, okay. <laughs> your realism. Mm. Oh my god. All right. What drew you to black and gray tattoos? <laughs> what's What's funny? was that I did not want to do black and gray tattoos when I was going into apprenticeship. Like, uh, my my mentor was the one that was just like, he asked me at the start, he's like, well, I don't know what your style is going to be. It might change, but then do you have any idea what you want to do? And I was like, oh, actually, I wanted to do full color, bold <laughs> lines, uh, super solid, just like cartoony kind of stuff, like kind of tr- like new school traditional work. And it's com- as you can see, it's completely it's totally <laughs> opposite. Everything is opposite. <laughs> exactly. And I was really into biomech at a certain period of time. Yeah. yeah. Dude, like, Shout yeah. Shout out Kerp. to Guy. Thanks for this channel. Dude, so like, okay. that's <laughs> how I found who Guy was because my mentor yeah. was the one who was just like, check out this artist's work. Like, Guy Atchison is the one to be, mm-hmm. you know? And that was like, oh my God, that's, that's like fucking amazing. His work is sick. So like, and my mentor had like a bunch of his books in the shop. And he would be like, yeah, I would like look through them all the time. I'm like, try to understand. It's tattoo porn. There's, there's it's no... like the texture and lighting and stuff. You're like, oh my God. It's, 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 it's just, it's fucking rocket science, man. I can't. <laughs> Love that shit. 
I love it. I thought yeah. I was going to do black and gray. I wanted to be you, you know, doing and I what wanted you're to be doing. you. I know. <laughs> or like, and then somehow it just got flipped. I don't know oh, what yeah. happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it slowly Suck progressed. Black and gray. That's what happened. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've seen your black and gray, girl. Okay, so. <laughs> It, I guess it was just kind of like you don't really know what your style is going to be until you you actually work in the field, like the medium, right? Because yeah, because you can appreciate all these things, and mm-hmm. then like you're in the middle of it, and like yeah. what actually brings you that happiness? Yeah, yeah. So that was it's just something else. Yeah, and my mentor was great because he basically was the type of he was an old school traditional artist, so. Mm-hmm. Like the way he taught me was I had to know everything before I could pick one thing. So he would yeah, basically have great. me do that's how I like to do them. all I, I, I started only with coils and then like I even like, okay, before I moved here, I never used a stencil machine. Every stencil I did was by hand. Oh, like yeah. it was, it was that traditional. And then my mentor, like he would, he has these old traditional tools at the shop, you know, like the, the hand the poking, the and needles everything. and all yeah. that stuff. He has those. And basically, if you were to go to his shop back in the day, if you wanted to get some, something simple like a script, you can't. You have to wait, basically, because he would bring out this, photo- this typography book. And be like, okay, what's what do you, yeah, what words do you want? I had those. <laughs> oh my god, we had those like in the other, and you had to do it like letter by Trace letter, letter by yeah. letter, and yeah, that was our whole thing. And throughout my apprenticeship, I've never used the stencil machine. Like it, yeah. we had we had one. It never worked. <laughs> we didn't even have one. I'm right there with you. I'm like, I'm oh, like yeah. yes, yeah. absolutely. Have you been in that situation where you oh. stencil for a full sleeve and then you fucking and forget then the, to flip the guy it? grabbed. No, no. I forget to flip it. <laughs> Holy shit. No. You spent three hours <sighs> stenciling that shit. Oh my and God. then you look and at like, it and it's just like, can we do it the other way? And you're fuck. like, <laughs> can you do it on I've the other arm? And then I do it on the other side, the opposite side. Oh, of the same damn thing. it. <laughs> Obnoxious. I know. Uh, but in I my know. apprenticeship, the guy would be like, I'd be like, I don't know, doing it by hand or whatever. Mm. And it would be some intricate ass you know not stuff and he'd hold it up to the light and I'd like miss a line or something or he didn't like how uh, I did a line he'd just ball it up and throw it away it made me do uh, it like yeah. four times while the client's waiting causing so much anxiety with them oh my god it's like <laughs> ah oh no <laughs> <laughs> yeah that was that was intense but I think it's definitely life skills you know yeah you learn to be patient a perfectionist Oh, fucking perfectionist for sure. <laughs> you tell your apprentices, like, don't be fucking lazy all the time. It's like my number one thing I say. Don't like, be fucking don't, lazy. Don't be lazy. <laughs> Fix your mistakes. Fill in your holes. Don't be fucking lazy. I swear to God. You know? Well, I'm, I guess I'm pretty proud of Fox and Brit. Yeah. That those are good out. ones. You're, you're a fucking bomb ass artist. Like, just doing your own shit right now. So yeah. I'm really. I'm it. like, I'm like so happy. Just like a little mama. Just like, ah, do your own thing. Fly. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you learn your black and gray techniques through Kirby? Like, did he already know those? Because I watch you tattoo mm. me and I'm like, how the fuck does she do that? <laughs> like, it's like, it's techniques I've never seen. And I like, I want to like, 
pull out a notepad while you're tattooing me or like record and be like, God, those emotions. Like I would have never thought to do it that way. It's, well, I mean, it's, it's, it's exactly how I feel towards watching you tattoo. Cause it's just like, tattoo your ribs. Oh, I've seen, no, I've seen you tattoo. We've worked kidding. together. I've seen you tattoo. So yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've understood like how you do certain things and my mind just doesn't wrap around it. But yes, Kirby, Kirby was the one who taught me black and gray. He was little, he, he basically taught me everything. I didn't know you, I'd never picked up a machine. I never knew anything about tattooing ever only until Kirby took me in. Yeah. So yeah. So he taught you all the sweet moves. Everything. Everything mm. I know. Yeah. I'm gonna go apprentice under Kirby. Oh dude, he's so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, and yeah. What do you do whenever you feel stagnant in tattooing? Like how do you push yourself? I guess the thing is like when are you good enough though? That's Never. the big you question. You can't master you... this craft. That's why exactly. it's good for us because mm-hmm. we're like because we're we're out, little man. pieces of shit and we can't focus on one thing for so long. <laughs> so how do you know that's the <laughs> breakdown? That's how I feel though. I'm like I need for real, seriously. Because we I need to get better. Yeah, no, because I think as like artists, like like for us, for tattooers, I think we have a problem with keeping. At least for me. I I, ha- I have problems keeping focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. So, and then I you would have a lot, a lot of different on. things. Exactly. But if you land yourself in a position where you can never be there, mm-hmm. then you never stop trying to be there. But that there doesn't exist. It gives you a lot to do. That's exactly. You're, <laughs> you're so like, you're, I got you're plenty to do. You're basically <sighs> just improving and trying to work on your skill and trying to get better, but you would never reach the point where you finish which is yeah. what I guess what I need that's because, what I like I, I feel yeah. you like that's it I need I need a goal that cannot be reached because yeah, exactly because if you once you that's the thing like you work in a job I've worked in a couple of different jobs and it's like sometimes I just feel like I've t- I've gotten everything that I could from it mm-hmm. and I'm not growing anymore so I become so like so fucking bored of it I'm like I'm, I'm out I, you would I literally become so successful, like you'd become like a CEO or something, and then you'd be like, I quit, I'm bored, you know? <laughs> yeah, the idea, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, this is, I've done yeah. it here, I'm not here. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But maybe there is a peak, I mean, guy, you know, he's probably, he's like, yeah, I'm right. the top, like- I'm just gonna like. No. <laughs> exactly right everyone that we see there's always like someone that. better right yeah. that's the that's the thing and that's I think that's the driving force of the industry that's why I feel like it's just to well, try for to the be realistic better. people because uh <laughs> yeah, like the other no I'm just saying like the other categories like people are like I'm content on making some fucking money and doing mm. a cool simple design that says yeah me no but yeah. that's and then we're yeah, like over guess... here like but the eyes must be perfect did you see that yeah. light reflection off of that planet to that planet no. <laughs> yeah your planets man let's not talk about that that's amazing that's no, i made your interview about me yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> um okay we got five minutes you want to take some questions if there are any questions uh, let's see. We've got some uh, questions and early some comments. Um, okay. Uh, Kara says, I like your headphones. Are you a gamer? If so, what games are you currently playing? And, uh, also, do you feel that COVID has changed or elevated your creative skills? 
Ooh, Ooh like that's a good this. question. Yeah, First so, of all, are you a gamer? I am a gamer, but I'm a nerdy one. So oh. I, <laughs> my games that I play are more like, don't, don't, don't judge me, Maple Story. I don't and, know any of them. Yeah, you don't know it. It's a t- it's a really know. old they're 2D game. <laughs> I know they're judging me, but it's okay. Yeah. And uh I used to yeah, I mean like I used to play a lot of other shooting games. I used to play a lot more. Like we used we were really into Phasmophobia for a bit. Uh, it's basically a ghost hunting game. And oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, and it was yeah, I I play random games here and there, but yeah, it's not not anything super serious, although do I you do stream with good. those headphones and then and you're I like know die motherfuckers like and then like record things and then send them back home. i don't stream anything because i'm okay. too i'm too awkward for that <laughs> i would be so funny if you did i totally <laughs> tune in i'm like i don't know what's happening but millie's like oh yeah i got this shit exactly yeah but i play with my friends and then we're on discord a lot so we actually converse that's why i have headphones oh, cool. yeah and what was the second question the I don't know, Gabe, will you read that question again? It was, did... It was, um, do you feel that COVID has changed or elevated your creative skills? Oh, I think definitely so. Like, it, it definitely moved it from a different direction. Like, I think being stagnant for a while, it just, like, I think everyone went through this whole, like, being in a rut situation where you mm-hmm. had no motivation to do anything, didn't want to do any drawings. You just literally wanted That's to merge into your couch. Me. I got yeah. nothing. Yeah, I was basically my couch for like, yeah. And I played way too much Animal Crossing, if anyone you know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> Going to Jess Koala's house. I know you're, dude, I got the dude. tour. Oh yeah, dude, <laughs> I clocked 2,000 hours in that shit. So I, you know what that's about. So I'm glad but, you got a break though. You yeah, but it definitely pushed me to kind of re-understand, like reevaluate, like after going back into tattooing, like how, how, like how I'm doing all my artwork, how my lines are, how everything, the shading, everything. I think it was a refresher for me. Because I, I never stopped tattooing. I mean, I've been, like, well, ever since I got into it, like, seven years ago, mm-hmm. I've never stopped. So this was the time where it just, like, it took me, it gave me a short, it made me a quick break away from it. And then now going back into it, I'm reevaluating all my lines, all my shading, every single thing. And I'm like, oh, with fresh God. eyes, that's yeah, great. Exactly. So I guess, yeah, COVID definitely changed it up a bit. And I don't think it's like, I wouldn't say it's for the better or worse, but it's definitely moving forward. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see some other comments. Uh, Leslie Ma Tattoo says, I went to punk Ooh. shows for years, which were 98% boys. So, yeah. Uh, Cedric says, oh, so it's worth noting that in the arc, uh, in the library, there's the uh, Leslie Ma interview. That was, mm-hmm. that was, was that number one? Yeah, that was the that first was number one. one. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Cedric says, what's poppin'? Uh, Wesley? Uh, or maybe it's Wesley, Cedric? I don't know. Um, Dan- uh, Danji says, uh, knowing what you... Okay, let me get this one right here. <coughs> First, uh, Danji says, uh, yes, for nerdy gamers, lol. And then <laughs> says, uh, knowing what you know now and how you pulled through your life's challenges to get to where you are today, what would you tell your younger self when she was going through the hardest moment? Oh, that's such a good question. What would you tell uh, Thumbelina you? I would tell, <laughs> I would tell Thumbelina that, like, I don't think she should be scared of making mistakes. Everything, everything has its path in life, you know? And, like, 
I think when people are afraid to move forward or afraid that like are afraid of like the unknown, right? Like if I was too afraid to make this move, if I was too afraid to go into tattooing because someone is just like looking down on me and if it's like if you're always afraid of taking like wrong steps then you're never gonna get anywhere you're just gonna be walking around in circles so I mm-hmm. guess like I did when I was younger I did realize that I missed out on a lot of different opportunities to grow and like I would yeah I would definitely tell myself to not shy away from those and just try to like be the best person you can be like you only have one life just live it you know I know it be sounds bold. really cliche. No, but, but for real, that's be bold my life. Yeah, mm-hmm. don't be scared. Fucking get don't be scared. Out there. Exactly. There's there's only one you, so why be someone else? <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a cliche <laughs> as fuck. I know, <laughs> right? Don't judge me. <laughs> no, I totally. Understand. <coughs> oh, sorry. Excuse me. Uh, okay, uh, I see a couple more. Uh, Nico W says hello from France. And uh, it's very late there. It's uh, two forty-five in the morning. Or, or it's amazing. Thanks, Nico. Yeah. And then uh, let's see. So Joe in the chat room uh, is asking uh, first hello from Janesville, Wisconsin. And then uh, I do uh, advanced or I do advanced black and gray. Um, do you know of any uh, DVDs or courses that could help me out? Uh, they don't or, like, feel like books. Meant- oh, or books. There we go. Exactly. Yes. Okay. Cheers. Well. I don't really have any books or DVDs and stuff like that. Yeah, like I'm done with fucking school. No. <laughs> I think I learned from an artist that was really traditional. So everything that I took and everything that I have right now are all the skills that he embedded onto me. So, so uh, like you don't have and a also, Kirby or shit out of Yeah, I, I no, grow from like watching other artists as well, like seeing their work, trying to figure out how they do like different things and it's mostly like I learn most from like the people around me for example I learned from Haley I learned from like Gabriel that's at my shop I learned from like all the different artists I work with Tanya and all that all these are amazing artists and everyone does things differently surround so- yourself with artists that you look up to mm-hmm. is a really exactly good exactly and get yeah. tattooed by people you look up to so you can of watch course. them of course yeah. <laughs> perks right exactly so yeah you just like you watch and learn everything is just a learning process and I think it's always I think it's to me at least I think it's better to to see everything live and see someone work and then watch them how they do it as compared to like reading about it Mm -hmm. yeah call me traditional I don't know (laughs) (laughs) no it's hot tips those are the Mm -hmm. hot tips any uh, more questions or comments, Gabe, or should we close it out? Um, you know, there, there's, there's a couple more, but it is, we are starting the uh, Guy Aitchison's live yep. exercises as we speak, so it's probably okay. a good time to wrap it up. Although, we could probably go on for it. Anyways, there's always next Perfect. time. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, thanks for coming, Millie. Yeah, thanks we'll for having me. Soon. Yes. Um, you can follow Millie on Instagram at mklx, and you can follow her badass tattoo shop at you underground but it's uh what do you call it with all the vowels it's underground with uh it's underground without the vowels except for the first u yeah so it's u n d r g r n d s f yes period i didn't know they had those and okay anyways um 
I'm Haley Adams. You can follow me at Haley Adams Tattoos, and the podcast is at Live in the Castro Tattoo. You can follow Guy Atchison's Reinventing the Tattoo at Reinventing the Tattoo. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, smiles and waves while I click the button. <laughs>